you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The Around the NFL Podcast. Starring a bunch of nerds who never played a lick of football. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL Podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined in a room filled with heroes, Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What is up, boys? Hey, Dan. Hey, now. Wednesday show. My favorite show of the week. Totally false uh, introduction by Matt Moneysmith. No, there's starting to be a little edge to these. I think the money thing, the fact that we're not paying him and haven't paid him in five years, it's starting to come to a head. And never will pay him. Be factual, though. We did play, some of us. And, you know, while we're on the topic, Movie (coughs) Sticks uh, put out that fake news video uh, about his trip to England. And and if you're aware of the... um, our podcast handles and move the sticks. He apparently is a podcast here. I, I was not aware of that. Uh, he, he was spreading falsehoods in England that were not uh, well known. Um, and then at the end of the video, Matt Money Smith, clearly uh, DJ had gotten him drunk because you see the, ha- the drink in his hand. Yes. Money looks a little woozy. Let's put it that way on, in their first class flight. Uh, he, money threw us under the bus at the end. So what? Let's let's start connecting some dots here. That's all. I think we have to realize we probably don't have any friends in the building at all. I don't think And we, we just have to operate as a foursome with um, Erica as our only ally. Although I don't really know if we can trust Erica either. Well, Erica <laughs> edited the video that moved the sticks. Well, that's concerned. Well, I mean, so, that's slightly hey, problematic. Hey, Hollywood, what was, that? what was up with that? Listen, the shadowy league figures came downstairs and they slapped it on my desk and they said, mm. do this if you want to keep working here and working with you guys. So I sometimes, know that feeling. sometimes, you know, I have to do some mm. things that, that I don't want to, but, you know. That hey, checks out. Ricky's a businesswoman. Yeah. You give okay. her the money, she'll, uh, <laughs> you know, she'll put up some propaganda. We've got a few of those people for anything. And I know what it's like in this building. Sometimes you, you get a phone call from a shadowy league figure and they tell you something and you know it's wrong. But what can you do? Ultimately, you're under the thumb of, you know, big football. Yeah. That's our life. But we soldier on because we're proud. Can't pretend you're not company men when you're taking cash from the company. <laughs> you can't. Um, thank you, to, by the way, to uh, Christopher W. at Sing for the Day on Twitter. Him and his buddies from his fantasy league sent like an assload of LaCroix to the office. Wow. And uh, for those of you um, that um, – Believe, oh, Dan, you know, he doesn't like to leave the country. He's, you know, xenophobic. I have a new favorite fla- flavor of LaCroix, Cerisi Limon. So, how about that? Case that closed on your uh, megalomanian American viewpoint, then. That ain't uh, US of A. This is like the third shipment of products you've received over the years. <laughs> At least. You got Cinnamon Toast Crunch, Redkin. <laughs> LaCroix. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty good side business I got working. Um, today's show, we have a lot of news to get to. So thank you to Christopher and his buddies. That was very kind of you. Um, we got a lot to get to, a lot of news, trades, uh, possible trades. In fact, this is kind of our trade episode because we're going to go through what's going on in the league right now. And then a little later in the show, uh, we're going to fire up our um, trade probability machine and, and uh, throw out some 
uh, trade possibilities and, and compute them and see if they're legit. If there's something that could happen ahead of next week's trade deadline, which I believe is October 30th. Are you going Tuesday. to explain why said machine is named Bridget? We will get to that okay. uh, in due time. But, yes, the the machine is called Bridget. It was uh, pieced together from mostly uh, old computer parts found in dumpsters, like from the 80s and uh, early 90s. <laughs> Those dumpsters have not been emptied still. That's, that's a <laughs> no. trash pickup issue in city places. Uh, but, yeah, Erica actually proved herself to be quite a tech, a techie if you will, piecing together Bridget. So thank you for that, Erica. You're welcome. Doing that on your off hours. After you did the RJVP show, you mm. then put it's together It's actually the, the Jesselnick and Rosenthal Vanity Project now. The name is mm. JRVP, Junior Vice President. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like you had a chance to really <laughs> build your brand, and you're, you now reset the brand. It's good to just mix, keep people on their toes, mix it up. Um, all right, so we got a lot to get to, and uh, let's start by doing some news. Maybe I'm just not up with the times, but but who listens to podcasts? Oh, come on now. You are you are making enemies right now. I'm going to pull some strings. I'm going to get you on some podcasts going forward. Here. <laughs> oh, I've done them. Oh, I've just never listened to one. Okay. I mean, Troy, could you could you be any more of a dinosaur? Cool take, bro. Nothing. Nobody has any any. Comments. I I really have been a huge Troy Aikman fan, and this was a jarring comment from him. Uh, he's just simply not with the times on any level. If he thinks that he's going to get I mean, any traction, it's with not that. like a shocking take from Troy Aikman. Like no. he's still like no. anti online shopping. You know what I mean? He's like he's like I'm going to buy my jeans in person. I don't need to go <laughs> Wait, to. I don't this? go to a computer. <laughs> I'm not going to use one of those computers to do that. He doesn't well, I like, to, like, to, feel it, I like to feel in my hands before I buy those Wranglers. <laughs> I take it easy on the information superhighway. It's dangerous out there. <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's start uh, with the first big domino to fall this week. Uh, Amari Cooper, the wide receiver, uh, former first-round pick, traded from the Oakland Raiders to the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, there was a report from Rap Sheep last week that the Raiders were seeking a first-round pick that was kind of in the in the football cognoscenti. Poo-pooed a little bit. Uh, oh, there's no way you can get a one for Cooper. But they did because the Dallas Cowboys, in desperate need of a playmaking wide receiver, uh, go and get Amari Cooper. They give up their first-round pick, a first-round pick that could be quite valuable, Chris Wessling, if the trajectory of the Cowboys doesn't change, which is a, a 500 or sub-500 team. It uh, could end up being a top 15, top 12 pick, something like that. Wes, did you like this trade from the Cowboys' perspective? I did. Um, I, I don't think we always have to think of it from a general manager's per- perspective. I think of it from a person who watches the Cowboys every week. This makes them a better team, a more watchable team, a more fun team, and a team that can go deeper into January now that they have an outside receiver. Um, we, I don't know why Amari Cooper disappears so often. He's not a consistent player, but he does have nine games of 120 or more yards since he entered the league, which is nine more than Des Bryant had since 2015. I think this is a much better receiver than what the Cowboys are used to in the last few years. I, I think he's obviously talented, but it's it's not a short trend of him not producing. It's the last 20-plus games. So you just wonder wonder why that is. But you're right. The Cowboys, the Cowboys often see these guys that – other coaching staffs or organizations can't get the most out of, and they think that they're going to turn them around. The track record on that, whether it was Roy Williams, T.O. on wide receiver trades, mixed, but it makes them makes them better. I don't really trust them to draft a better wide receiver than that. Look at the receivers that have been drafted the last four years in the first round. More more than not, are significantly worse than Mari Cooper. Yeah, and if you're in the if you're a fan in, in the NFC East, all these Giants fans I know are. Uh, absolutely upset right now because they're watching their team just gut the roster where in Dallas they're saying to their Cowboys fans we're not giving up on this season at all we had a legit weakness at wide receiver we did everything we could to address it we believe we can get into the playoffs in the NFC and it changes the entire kind of vibe of your season in Dallas which felt to me a little bit hopeless at that position well, the, Gi- the Giants sold their fan base and themselves on the idea that they were just a couple pieces away and that blew up in their phases this year. We'll see if this actually helps the Cowboys and takes their offense to the next level. Uh, uh, Speaking of Daniel Jeremiah, he had tweeted earlier this week that 
he didn't think there was the same level of explosiveness for Amari Cooper in the last year or two, uh, and his numbers back up that type of claim. Uh, so he's going to need to kind of refine whatever he had in those first couple of years in Oakland for this trade really to make a difference. And, uh, and it's a it's a Cowboys move. They're often making short-term moves. So, yes, it does make them better. I think Jerry Jones wants to keep Jason Garrett employed. He, the last thing he wants to do is fire Jason Garrett. It gives him a better chance to – make the playoffs and do that but it is kind of a general trend for the Cowboys that you think about right now you don't think about long term and at at the very best Cooper's going to pan out and then they're going to pay him a ton of money at the same time that they need to pay Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott a ton of money I thought it was interesting that the Eagles who are very analytics minded um, and operate differently than Cowboys Mike Silver said that they offered a second round pick so they were just as hot on Amari Cooper's trail is the Cowboys. They just weren't willing to go for that first rounder. And now let's look on the Raiders' side of this. And uh, so now they've traded Khalil Mack, of course, uh, their best overall player and best defensive player. They've now traded their best uh, offensive weapon in Amari Cooper. And a report from The Athletic, uh, Vic Tafer. Is that how you pronounce his name? Let's just call him Vic. Uh, Vic reported a number of Raiders veterans have questioned Gruden, John Gruden's accountability in the wake of the Mack and Cooper trades. Uh, this from Vic. When what you say and what you do are two different things, there is a problem. Uh, and here's the, here's the problem to me, Mark, is uh, these players could be upset with Gruden, but Gruden's not going anywhere. <laughs> and uh, so this looks like it's a full rebuild. So maybe these players that are upset just realize that they have no long-term job security where they are right now, and that cannot be a good feeling or positive vibe for a football team with still 10 weeks to play. I mean, if you're, if you're a player and you watch them move Khalil Mack and then they move Cooper, and, and the issues were that they felt Gruden refuses to communicate in a way that shows respect. Where Cooper was pulled off the practice field, Gruden didn't say anything about the trade after practice. They learned about it from social media and text messaging and people asking about the trade. And if you're a veteran player and you, you thought initially Gruden was going to come in, you're going to do all you can to win right away. I get what Gruden's doing from a team-building perspective. You have five number one picks over the next two years, and you are essentially looking for Las Vegas Raiders 2.0. But if you're these players that have no a low possibility of being there when the flower blooms in Nevada. Why Why are you all in here? You're feeling like you're just being used to get to the end of the season. They're, the average career lasts, what, three years? And there's only 16 games a year. I, I, if I'm a player, I don't want to hear that these games mean nothing. In, in, in that article, it's essentially players saying we're hearing one thing publicly and another – privately from Gruden. So he's, he has one message to the team, and then it doesn't really match up with what he's doing, which is basically every article about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers from the years 2005 to 2009. The same problem where they felt like they couldn't trust their coach. So who's safe? There are reports that nobody's safe. Derek Carr's supposed to be safe uh, for the Raiders. But what's going on with Derek Carr? Because another report from The Athletic uh, that Carr's relationship with his Raiders teammates, this is the quarterback of the team and the franchise uh, star uh, is fractured uh, and then that same report went into an issue that he may have lost uh, the teammates and lost the locker room after he cried on the field which led to all sorts of uh, responses from Darren Carr there's a third Carr brother everybody uh, and then Derek uh, responded also on Twitter uh, saying this on the ground I yell I yelled get up Get me. Then I got to the sideline and yelled again. Not one tear, not one time. There is the truth. People will click on it because it sounds crazy, but stop playing with me. Uh, Reggie Bush was here for the Twitter show yesterday. He said he couldn't respect a teammate if he cried on the field. Who knows if Derek Carr actually cried, but the problem here is Derek Carr and the Raiders are not in a good place either, at least his teammates. I, I don't know how, as a writer, you, you pen that article. I, I just – how can you question this guy's toughness after what he's played through and what he's right. what he's gone through in the past? I just to me that's, I'd have a hard time writing that article. Well, you wouldn't you wouldn't write it. I mean, I, in any scenario, you wouldn't write something that Mark would write it. But so, Wes, so no, none not. of us. I would, would absolutely not us, write that article. None of us would write it. It was a very salacious and just try, trying to make a point. And maybe he does have some information that people aren't fired up with Derek Carr within the building. What if I'll, a teammate? I'll buy that. But here's why. He's not playing well. If Derek Carr was playing at a great level, if they were six and one, if he was had 
20 touchdowns this year and four interceptions. There's no article. No one cares. You can cry. You can cry all day. You can cry in the huddle while you're throwing 50 yard <laughs> passes. Like people aren't going to be happy with you. Tears streaming well, down. Yeah, you could be sobbing. It could be like the Goodwill Hunting scene where where he's telling them there's nothing wrong with Matt Damon, and that could be your reaction at all times if you're playing. I I get what you're saying, Greg, but I I think actually Reggie spoke the actual complete opposite, and I think he wanted to circle back around on his comments a little bit on our Twitter show. But he made it very clear he didn't want to see anyone crying. And, that, and I think that the, we, we live in, a, right now, America, it's like intense sensitivity from men. Mes, men must be intensely sensitive and open to all emotions. But in the NFL locker room, I don't think that's the case at no, all. No, no, yeah, at all. My, my, my larger point was the article doesn't get written and no one's talking about this if they're winning and they're playing. Well. The reporter, that, but we mean. should uh, – it's Marcus Thompson the second. I wonder what Marcus Thompson the first thinks about this. He's probably very proud of his like, son. Oh, you're doing yeah, great I, work at The Athletic. That's an on-the-rise internet publication. We all speak to our parents about what goes on at work. They're just, well, I'm sure they're just so lucky to have you. Well, that's you not know, how everyone feels. <laughs> you know, they're, the, they're the lucky ones. No, I'm just right. saying like that. You know. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Uh, one last Raiders note. Marshawn Lynch could be the end for Beast Mode. He's moved to IR uh, with a injury. Uh, what is the injury again? A groin, groin injury. A groin Coin, injury. Core muscle surgery. Core muscle surgery. He's 32 years old. He came out of retirement to return home and play uh, play for the town, and that, of course, has not worked out. But, but Lynch really did play well, especially after maybe the first month and a half of the season last year. He was quiet, but he came on and was a good player for them, but he just it wasn't the right fit because the Raiders weren't ready to contend. Does he want to play for anyone except his hometown at this stage of his career? I, I think I that's worth it. asking. It's You'll worth asking. No. I thought he would yeah. have been a good trade candidate if he was healthy because I think he could help a team, for instance, like the Patriots. I was thinking they could use an inside runner. Like he, he oh, could, yeah. he, They could have given up a late-round pick for him. But now that he's hurt, I think he's played – now with Adrian Peterson and Frank Gore playing this well, the way that Lynch has run his last 20 games on the field, I feel like he could play next year if he wanted to. It's whether he wants to. Uh, moving on, the Arizona Cardinals – uh, they're they're they've been a total mess this year, and uh, now a report comes out uh, from ESPN's Adam Schefter uh, that Patrick Peterson, their All-Pro cornerback, quote unquote, desperately wants out. Uh, this report came out shortly before Arizona Cardinals head coach Steve Wilkes met with the media for his um, daily press conference. Here's uh, how Wilkes re- uh, um, responded to that report. Oh no, we're, we're not we're not trading Patrick. That's out of the question. So he shoots it down emphatically. Uh, there is a report out there. That's as emphatic as Steve Wilkes get. Yeah, that's Actually, as emphatic like as you get. Can we get the breaking news drop? Yes, sir. Patrick Peterson just released a statement. Oh, read it, Wes. I've been incredibly frustrated with how the season has gone, but my energy is 100% focused on being part of the solution and helping us turn this around. I've never shied away from a challenge before, and I'm not starting now. I have always given my all to the Cardinals organization, my teammates, and fans. That is what I intend to do for the years to come. I am an Arizona Cardinal, and my focus is on this week's game. Was he holding up a newspaper with today's date when he gave that <laughs> All right. Well, what else can you say? Right, that but was not that was non denial denial. Right. Of course, he's a great player and a great leader. Uh, you would expect nothing less from than him to focus on this week's game. I'm sure he wouldn't be disappointed if he got traded. He's probably realizing right now other teams that we've heard are interested, Jets, Patriots. He's probably finding out Look, it's not going to happen because the Cardinals don't want to trade him. What are you going to do? And, the, and if you're John Gruden, you can make these moves because you have that intense security. If you're Wilkes and if you're the Cardinals GM right now, you, you're going to be trading him for picks that you may not be around to use. So well, why fu- move him? And he's a future Hall of Fame player still in his prime. So why? I never understand why you don't trade. So is Khalil Mack. Right. So that was a dumb trade. You're right. But it was like. He's under contract. It's under a totally fair contract. Why would that ever make the Cardinals well, better he, to trade him? Well, he's 28. I, I've been told They're by an insider away. that he wants a new contract, and he's not a great fit for Steve Wilkes' defense, so I think this is where it all comes from. That's what people have said, and a lot of like the there's been a lot of criticism of Steve Wilkes of how they're using him. And it's like Patrick Peterson is making a bigger impact this year to me than I've seen he's in playing years. Great. He's playing amazing. So. Seems like a good fit to me. Uh, not a good fit. Chad Kelly and the Denver Broncos. 
the backup quarterback, the last pick of the 2017 draft, who turned some heads, uh, including in this room, during the preseason with some high-level play and potentially was in line to see some snaps if Case Keenum continued to struggle. Well, you blew it because you went to Von Miller's Halloween party and <laughs> you, you got drunk, and uh, allegedly, and you got into some type of altercation at the party and you were escorted out of the party and then you wandered the nearby surface streets and wandered into someone else's home that wasn't yours and sat on the couch and, according to the police, all of this was mumbling incoherently. Uh, then you were you were battered by a vacuum cleaner by one of the residents of the home who told you to get out. Uh, and uh, that doesn't go so well because you then get arrested with first-degree criminal trespassing. And uh, the Broncos who say, listen, we kind of like this Chad Kelly, but we don't like this version, so he gone. He's released. So Chad Kelly gets sent packing after an embarrassing arrest over the weekend, or on Monday, I should say. And there was a report that John Elway was extremely angry with him, and there was no wiggle room here. I would say outside of the arrest, I've done most of what Chad Kelly's done oh, um, at done. times in the past, so I will allow someone else to critique him. Yeah, I've done that before. No question. You've well, gone into someone else's house? Yes. You've been Same you've here. been physically escorted out of a party. No, a most, co-wor- most. A coworker through and then got into an altercation <laughs> and threatened security at that party. I think that is just as no, much. No, I didn't do uh, any of that. I, I think that's most. just as much of a reason of why he's released. And then the number one reason is, is he has a long track record of drinking problems and, and, and problems with arrests. And I think when they – took him on, they probably said, look, we can't tolerate any more of this at the pro level or else we're going to cut you. And so you got to cut. I think Wes and I are just saying that in decades, years past, sure, events occur where I'm not just going to stand here and lash this player. Good luck to you, Chad so Kelly. So is it safe to say that both of the kissing cousins have at some point in their life gotten drunk and ended up in someone else's home thinking it was theirs? If an apartment is a home, yes. Yes. I have to correct you on something. Yes. I didn't think it was my home. I was looking for someone else's house. <laughs> That's the and same I here. I stopped to take uh, okay. a break on a, a little c- different on a couch in a drinking garage, and I fell asleep on said couch. Mine was in an apartment <laughs> complex where I knew the door. <laughs> Sounds this. like Adventures in Tyvee. Yes, it was. Because there's a drinking garage involved. Yeah. The door to my friend's apartment was right outside of the stairwell, but I went one floor too high, wandered in. And I was like, why did she change all the furniture around? And it was dark, and I could hear someone in another room. And then I realized this is not her apartment, and I dashed out of there at high speeds. There was – I don't know if if you want to speak on this, Wes, but I do recall an incident outside Sessler Manor as well. It's some similar nature, but not quite as We don't need to dig into that. It was not a house, no. Um, But I – the, the major news here is is my accountable hot take is going to be ruined by this. Oh uh, yes, our Twitter sh- uh, Tuesday Twitter show we have accountable hot takes that we track and then um, uh, we give each other lashes, shame lashes if you get it wrong. And uh, Chad Kelly will not be ascending to the starting role in Denver. No, no, that no, no. At this rate, Vance Joseph's not going to lose his job. At least not in the next week or two. Who do they play this week? I think the do they play the Rams? No, they already just lost to the Rams. Uh, so there you go, Chad Kelly on the street. He's got some talent, so I'm sure somebody could be tempted to pick him up. But he's now got to prove that he he can get his at the act Chiefs together. this week. It sounded like John John Kelly uh, John Elway was still willing to help Chad Kelly out with his legal situation, and that indicates to me that they might take him back at some point hmm. the practice squad. So. Uh, speaking of the Broncos, Demarius Thomas has been an impact player there for a long time, uh, but he uh, said this week that, quote, time here is his time here is coming up in, uh, in Denver, which is interesting. Uh, Mike Cleese of Nine News Denver reports the Broncos will not trade and are not shopping Demarius Thomas ahead of Tuesday's deadline uh, but Thomas has made it known that maybe it's time for a, a fresh start. Well, he said they wouldn't trade him this week, you know, before the. So he's playing this week, and they wanted to make that clear. I think they've made it obvious through their sources they would happily take a draft pick for him because there's no chance he's going to be on the team next year when he has a $14 million uh, salary. But he's not nearly as explosive as he used to be, so it's just a matter of is any team going to make it worth it? If if you're just giving up a conditional seventh or something like that and you're the Broncos, it's like why bother? Why not just keep him? You're still three and four. Is he has he fallen off that much? 
I don't think his rapport with Case Keenum is all that great. I, I don't see a guy who's washed up. I, I don't. Mike Garofolo was on NFL Network saying that he, th- you know, he had heard from exec, you know, personnel executives throughout the league that thought he clearly wasn't the same player. But I think he could be a possession type receiver and still help you out. I mean, they also have Cortland Sutton that is not getting quite the touches you want at this point. So bigger role for him. Uh, Le'Veon Bell is still not with the Steelers, so he. Uh, the question now is when does he show up? Uh, Rap Sheet reported that he's not reporting to the team this week. Uh, it is continuing. Uh, the trade deadline is, of course, Tuesday at 4.01 p.m. Eastern. Perhaps, Mark Sessler, that is the next time to watch the Steelers facility because this perhaps is Lev Bell making sure he doesn't get moved ahead of the trade deadline, which he does not want to be moved. Yeah, he does not, and he's gone out of his way for a in-season built-in sabbatical for essentially looking down the future for the rest of his career. I am tired of this story. (laughs) I am tired of tracking this week to week. At some point, either he shows up or he doesn't. They have someone already who's doing everything they could ask at the running back position. The Steelers have to just move forward at this point. They haven't missed him. As Evan Silva pointed out, they're averaging more points and more yards per play this year than they did last year. It's funny you say that, though, because they're – you're hearing that side of it, and then if you look at other numbers and other analytical studies of their game, you could say they have missed him a lot. And how could you not miss Le'Veon Bell? Because the guy playing there is playing well. Well, Le'Veon Bell is going to make your team better, and he'll make them more dangerous down the stretch when he's on the team. I think this week it really sounded like his agent thought, why show up before, right before the trade deadline? That if you're going to show up right about now, wait one more week in case you get dealt. It doesn't sound like there's much of a chance for that. The Rooney's told Ian Rappaport that he's not getting traded. They just, they're just they not going to just give him away for peanuts. And I think they're trying to win a Super Bowl. Why wouldn't they can be? You not like, be? Can you not be traded if you haven't reported? You could No, he can still be traded. It just right. it, I think in Le'Veon Bell's mind, the perfect solution, their scenario is getting traded over the next week. So why show up to the Steelers right before that. I mean, I don't agree with most of what he's done, but if you're going to play the strategy this way, this is not the dumbest part of the strategy. It makes sense. Yeah, I'm with you. Moving on, the New York Giants <laughs> are in tear-it-down mode at 1-6. and six. Uh, They are starting the rebuild, and it begins with uh, two trades uh, in the past 24 hours. First, Eli Apple, the um, cornerback, uh, who was drafted in the first round of the 2016 draft. He gets moved to the Saints uh, for a mid-round pick. Uh, I believe a fourth-rounder, was it? Fourth and a seventh next year. Fourth and a seventh next year. So Apple joins the Saints secondary. And then uh, just today, Snacks Harrison, who re- remains an elite run stuffer, he gets moved to the Lions for a fifth-round pick. West. that – Let's talk on both of these. We'll start with Snacks Harrison. That seems like a, a nice pickup for Detroit in the middle of the season. Harrison does exactly what you ask him to do. He makes a lot of money, but for a team like the Lions that sees the NFC is wide open, that's a nice pickup. That one surprised me that they only got a fifth-round pick for him. I guess the more you look at it, he wasn't going to be there next year, um, and the Lions, or the Giants clearly aren't going anywhere this year. But I, I agree. That's a great pickup for Why the Lions. Why wouldn't he be there next year, though? He's good, and he's not getting paid that much. For the he's Giants? So, yeah. I think he is getting paid seven to eight million dollars. The the it's it's terrible, and this is what happens when you change general managers. You gave him the big signing bonus, so you're already eating that on your on your cap, regardless. So they're taking dead money for this. The yearly salary is between seven and nine million. I love this trade for the Lions. Me too. You allow the Giants to pay the signing bonus. You give up a mid to late fifth a fifth round pick. This is what these are the types of trades that the Patriots and the Eagles. And the Rams, to some degree, have made giving up these later round picks for a veteran who's going to absolutely help them for at least, I would say, the next year and a half. This is what- yeah, put the, it puts the Lions into one of the t- categories of the teams that are not completely giving up on the season, too, because this addresses their biggest issue on defense. They have been the worst run-stopping defense in the NFL. This is why, by the way, GMs, they need like a subreddit page. <laughs> Because I'm sure they have one. Well, they should just for like GMs? an internal one that's only for them. It, okay. It's, a, it's password protected. Uh, same thing with Amari Cooper. Wouldn't it have been better if they – because Amari Cooper, he's fine and maybe great, but he hasn't been great for a while. If the Cowboys went on, their, on the subreddit page for the team architects and said, hey, um, we are willing to give a first-round pick for an established star-wide receiver, uh, is it possible any of the other 31 teams or 30 teams would have offered someone better than Amari Cooper? Same in this case. Couldn't the Giants said, hey, 
we got Sna- Snacks Harrison here. Uh, we have an unnamed team that wants to give a fifth round pick for an elite run stuffer. Anybody want to beat that? Give us a third or a fourth. I mean, I think they let's do. start the subreddit. That's a brilliant they, idea. I think start they, the subreddit. You don't right. think they do an equivalent of that of calling no, around? No, I don't to think they do. Interested? Not, not. They don't have, cover all the bases. If there was a subreddit, Wes, uh, Greg, they would cover all their bases. I like this idea. I, th- I think it has to. Maybe you're the man to put it into place. I just have to get in contact with all of the teams because <laughs> it has to be everyone involved. It has to be the United Nations. If you, if you, it can't, you don't right. have everybody. No, no, all full buy-in. falls apart. Well, when I think Mark Davis, Jerry Jones, I think computer wizards. <laughs> what? They're really going to be able to figure out how to log in. Don't undersell Reggie the, McKenzie the two, there on the, on that's the true. technology. The, the two-factor authentication. <laughs> like, wait, is this like how you're posting the question or you're responding? Oh like, God. I don't really understand. He would be blown away by two uh, identities. I don't understand Reddit, really. Dan, you should do a commercial, and then wh- how, how good of a pick would they have gotten if they did the subreddit? For uh, snacks? Yeah. I think they would have at least gotten a fourth, honestly. That's the commercial. So Get that, your fourth and round That's pick. value. You got a better trade. I mean, don't you feel like, to Greg's technology point, we're years removed from a fax, fax machine disaster in, in Denver, and one year removed from Sashi Brown, who seems Sashi. like he would understand computers to me. Uh, unable to secure the A.J. McCarron trade due to 11th hour shenanigans technology front-wise. Mm. So you might, the concerning. Browns might have A.J. McCarron starting right now for them, if not for that. My God. Oh, my God. Uh, Everson Griffin, good news for the Vikings uh, and fans of the uh, veteran defensive end. Uh, who, he's had some issues off the field, uh, and it took him away from the team, but he will resume team activities, or he has today. He left the team on September 20th to address some mental health uh, struggles he was dealing with, uh, but about a month later, he's back with the Vikings. We'll see if he uh, suits up uh, for Week Eight. But this is a uh, a top pass rusher, and for a Vikings team, uh, Greg, that is starting to find its way. If Griffin can come back and his, his head's right and his game's right, it's another big piece for them. It's huge. They're relatively thin at that position, but if he's plays like he did the last few years, him and Daniel Hunter are among the best defensive end duos in the league and I uh I'm I applaud like how this entire story has been covered I think the, the understanding about mental health and the way people talk about it has taken huge strides like in the last five years like yeah it's I really agree. remarkable how how different it's handled and everyone's kind of handled a tough situation well it seems like in Minnesota and the media covering it well said it's a sensitive topic and yeah you're right Greg uh moving on the uh Jacksonville Jaguars are sticking with Blake Bortles. Um, he will remain the starter. Doug Marone announced Monday, uh, but Marone let it be known that uh, Blake will be on a short leash. Uh, <laughs> why? why do I don't, that? Yeah, against the uh, who they got this week? The, the Eagles, Eagles in, in London. London. So this is a London game. Wow, you know sometimes people go to London and they don't come back. Bortles is That's like true. Uh, <laughs> London Joe Montana though. His stats in London in the last three years are like MVP level stats. You want to talk about who's under Maybe the- they think that's what that'll that'll it's help. It's like a them. small sample size. It's 3 games, but the last 3 games he's been great. I don't think there's anybody <laughs> under more pressure in week 8 than Blake Bortles. He needs to shake this slump because Marone, you could tell he feels like his hands are tied, but if Bortles continues to stink out the joint, he's going to just have to make a move whether that is a trade or to say I'm going to hand this team over to Kessler and hope for the best. And beyond London, though, some of his best performances, not that I think this will stick, is when he is doubted by everyone, when he is under the most pressure. Bortles has turned around and kind of said, F you, and, and put up some good numbers. But this just feels like a for now move and almost allowing Blake Bortles to completely, with emphasis, play himself out of the position before they make a trade for someone or bench him for the year. I would submit that this is not a slump. It's who Blake Bortles is. Right. And, and they uh, finally are acknowledging that. And I know it's just two quarters, but you're not going to get better with Cody Kessler. I don't think he, he just refuses to like push the ball down the field. I think a, tr- a trade is so much more I gotta, feasible. I don't think be- playing Cody Kessler the rest of the year is an option. To me, the only two is just Bortles or a trade. And just, just eat it. With what are Bortles. you telling your team if you start Cody Kessler from here to the end? That you have no faith right. in the quarterback that you started, and well, just that desperate. the whole position was poorly managed, and as as beyond comprehension. Well, maybe the Jaguars can get some help from Bridget in a couple of minutes. Bingo. Uh, but maybe they can get a left tackle while they're at it because they're on their third string. And I think it's interesting that Marone has repeatedly emphasized Blake Bortles' mobility and scrambling as one of the reasons they stick with him. They don't want some statue behind center there. 
Finally, two uh, IR notices from the AFC East. Albert Wilson, uh, emerging wide receiver for the Dolphins, uh, likely to be headed to season-ending IR with a hip injury. Uh, and running back Bilal Paul of, uh, Powell of the Jets suffered a neck injury uh, early in Sunday's loss to the Vikings. That puts him on IR and um, at 31, and uh, in the last year of his contract, that probably ends his Jets career. A little bit of sneaky underrated career for Billy Powell in New York, but that's uh, they are the Jets have been killed by injuries this year. It's going to be hard to really uh, uh, put together um, – any type of winning streak, I think. They've been hit in almost every part of their team. But Powell uh, is out. And Albert Wilson also out. The Dolphins uh, need Albert Wilson, and they're not going to have him. He was having a career. This is a big loss for what the Dolphins want to do on offense because Albert Wilson's sort of been like a guy, just a guy forever. But in Miami, he was being used very well by Adam Gase and uh, was on his way to his best year yet. Might have been their offensive MVP if you had to choose one. Did a lot of different things I was, for him. I, I think would say he and Laramie Tunsil are the two most important players. Yeah, that's in true. That they, they, they've been, their tackle play has been good, but Wilson's out, and Kenny Stills is out this week for TNF. I don't think we have a TNF preview slated into the show. Mm. So uh, I, I just think this particular game going to Houston. This is the preview. Yeah, that's what I was, that's yeah. what I was kind of hinting yeah. at here. Like this game going to Houston without Wilson and Stills, you're going to have to play Devontae Parker. These are two teams with a winning record, but you do feel like with Miami, you can't keep taking these losses. This would be four out of five losses if they lo- lost in Houston. And like the things that you thought were going to be good about Miami really aren't that good right now. Robert Quinn has not been doing much lately. Like the, the defensive end group that you thought was so deep, their first round pick Charles Harris is not making much of an impact. Cameron Wake's been pretty quiet. It's like Dolphins got to show something on Thursday. That's what's happening in the news. And now a word from Cuddle Party LA. Cuddle Party is a playful social event designed for adults to explore communication, boundaries, and affection. You can come to a cuddle party to meet new people, to enjoy amazing conversations, to have fun, to practice asking for what you want, to practice saying no to what you don't want, all in a setting structured to be safe, a safe space. You could even come to a cuddle party just to cuddle, Dan. After you arrive at the event location, sign in and change into pajamas in the private changing area. The cuddle party starts with an hour-long welcome circle led by a certified cuddle party facilitator. This welcoming circle is where we create the structure and safe space for the socializing to follow. It is also where we break the ice and get a group of strangers to feel not so strange to one another. Cuddle Party is a federally recognized nonprofit educational organization. For more information, visit their website at www.cuddleparty.com. People still use www, huh? You may or may not have heard, but Lowe's is the new home of Craftsman. Just hitting our ad block here. Which means that at Lowe's, you'll find an ever-growing selection of mechanics tools, tool storage, and more in-store and online, ready to help tackle projects throughout your home. Uh, For the record, we were lightly admonished for having Erica do the Lowe's read last week, so I'm going to do this one pretty straightforward. Hmm. Uh, If one of those projects happens to be in a really tight space to get to, then you definitely need to check out the 120-tooth ratchet. It has a three-degree arc swing, you guys. Don't know what that does? I don't think we know how to respond after last week's ad, so just forge on. We didn't either, but we do now. A three-degree arc swing means you can loosen or tighten bolts with less movement in those hard-to-reach spots. That should make it easy to tackle any auto or DIY project. On your list, shop the new home of Craftsman today at Lowe's.com slash around. That's Lowe's.com slash around. I've watched um, features, by the way, on Cuddle Party. Uh, different news programs of. um done breakdowns that I've caught over the years. does seem like a, a a place where you would probably get a lot of different odors. Well, you'd think so. But it's right here locally if you're if you want to do your own follow-up story on that. I just that would be my fear. First of all, I wouldn't really want Gre- That would be would one be of Greg's that would be one of many way. concerns, but that level of intimacy Greg would be your nightmare, I feel like. That kind of touching and all that. You don't like when I touch you. What if it was total strangers, like all over you, not using deodorant, maybe you know, maybe not handling the bathroom the way they should be, just a total odor fest? Well, plus, you know, there's been documentaries, as you mentioned, of like, you know, the people that have started some of these clubs being, you know, 
molesters essentially and gone, mm. gone to jail for such a thing. So that's that's so also worrisome. Illicit intentions. Uh, that would be a little. I mean, I would not. That try. feels like the dark end of the spectrum. This organization, according to the copy, has been around for a while, operating <laughs> legally. That's fine. Don't need to trust them. I feel like that might have been a good topic for Delaware to uh, <laughs> handle in your uh, old band back in high school. We were pretty lighthearted. Illicit attentions about the uh, the hugging industry. Interesting. All right, here we go. I didn't even know there was a hugging industry. <laughs> Mark, big hugs. Have you, have you done it? Would you do it? Absolutely not to both questions. Really? I feel like you would like the hugging industry. I would not want to do a cuddle party, whatever's, whatever, what has been described is not attractive to me as an event. AM twins. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It is time to fire, fire up that machine, Erica, because it's not just the machine. It's Bridget. She is our uh, trade probability machine. And um, listen, uh, Erica made it be known uh, minutes ago that actually the whole hook of the segment, which was that Bridget was a, a female voice, we don't have the female voice. and She's a female. Is it a female? Yeah. She's it's a, a female, female robot. Yeah. Is she British? Uh, no. She's she American. Could, she could be. It's an American Bridget? It's Yeah, it's a little bit of both, actually. You know, the dumpster didn't have everything, so <laughs> we made do. It is a dumpster filled with uh, 80s and 90s computer parts, so what, what can you ask for? So anyway, what we're going to do with this trade probability machine, uh, the Around the NFL podcast is going to uh, put together some trade offers, uh, filter it through Bridget, and we'll find out if they're um, – Good or bad? Mark, do you want to get us going? Sure. Here's an offer that came to mind that I think would help a team that has Super Bowl aspirations, and that is the Denver Broncos sending Shane Ray to the Los Angeles Rams for a 2019 fourth rounder, which is basically a fifth rounder if you're the Rams. They have Wade Phillips, who knows Shane Ray from his rookie season in Denver. The scheme fits. It gives them an edge pass rusher who is inexpensive and that addresses what I think is the final maybe lingering need for the Rams on any level, which is more pass rush. What do you think, gentlemen? Interesting. I, I, I didn't think of the reuniting with Wade Phillips angle. I'm not sure if Shane Ray's you know, good at uh, playing a lot of snaps in the NFL. I mean, he hasn't played very well. Is he like the the Broncos have been trying to basically replace him ever since he's been in the league? I, I I'm not I don't know. I would you'd have to talk to Wade Phillips. I'm not sure if his experience with Shane Ray would increase his chances of wanting to work with him. Okay, let's it's been a little better this year. Let's process this. Sounds overwhelmingly accepted as a as an idea. Let's see what Bridget has to say. <laughs> Good one, Mark. Not. Mm. <laughs> Good one, Mark. Not. Ouch. Bring it not back. Well, it all makes. Greg sense. did not help me on that one, but it all makes. Fine. Ever since Dan said that most of his sense of humor came from Wayne's World, like everything else about <laughs> this entire podcast over the last six years makes way more yeah. sense, including that little joke. Uh, bring it back. Not. Well, I didn't. Bridget did. Wes, you're up. Bridget uh, came from the early 90s, so that's yeah, probably it why makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it totally yeah. makes sense. Another team with Super Bowl aspirations. The Green Bay Packers trade one of their two first-round picks. Remember, they got one from the Saints oh, yeah. for the Marcus Davenport trade. To the New York Giants for Landon Collins, who is in a contract year and is mm. going to have to be franchised or given a huge new contract soon. Mm. One more time, Wes. Landon Collins to the Packers for one of their first-round picks. For a first. All right. I like this. Fun. People are in the. Uh, and all pro level right safety. And his third year, is it? Fourth year? He is. I believe this is his fourth season. What do you think, gentlemen? Well, if I was the Giants, it's kind of like we were talking about with Peterson. How do you get better by trading away your best players? Now, I know you got to pay him, but there should be some homegrown talent that you would want to pay, and Landon Collins would. Certainly, be that guy in in my I, mind. So I'd be that's what I'd be the first wary. Round pick is for. Yeah, yeah, no, I get it. I mean, it's not a. I think it's an even trade. But again, if I was Dave Gettleman, uh, I want to keep the the standout player. Landon Collins is not at the level of a player as Khalil Mack is, but no. it does kind of fall into that same issue. All right, it's okay to rebuild, but you still want to keep some of the guys around that are young and have prime years ahead of them, uh, because a rebuild could happen pretty quick in the NFL. Um, so I'd be surprised if they move Collins, but first-round pick makes it enticing. 
Let's I see would, what Bridget says. Let, well, yeah, okay. I just think if you, then you're saying to Giants fans, we're going to try to rebuild this entire thing with Pat Shermer as our coach and Dave Gettleman as our GM. <laughs> Is that what we're excited? No, I, I don't know. It's a hard sell to say we're we're going to the very bottom, and these are the people that you already have stars on this team. At Greg's point yesterday on the Twitter show, you're, you're sitting there with one win with more stars than some teams have, you're gutting the roster and you're saying this is the rebuild operation? This feels really sketchy. But that's not the, that's Wes's Shermer's on, idea. Yeah. Shermer's on. But I, like, I, I, I would not, I, I would say, that. I would not do the trade <laughs> because I think you have, like, to, to okay. you're saying, you got to keep something around. Did Shermer violate you at a cuddle party? <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's process it with Bridget. Better processing. <laughs> this was the eighties. Like signing on to the internet in nineteen ninety. Slow dial up speed. Hey Mailman. Return to sender. Oh come on. <laughs> that was a good offer. <laughs> Bridget's a little spicy. <laughs> I thought that was a good offer. <laughs> I, I like. I mean, it's fun. I, I think I have a crush on Bridget. <laughs> She's got a little. She's a pistol to her. How about you, Greg Rosenthal? All right. Um, I'm pretty intimidated by Bridget here. <laughs> I'm hoping this can pass muster. Uh, the the Raiders decide to just go full rebuild, and mm-hmm. they send their quarterback Derek Carr to the team that needs a quarterback more than anyone, the Jacksonville Jaguars, who give up a 2019 first round pick. A 2020 third-round pick, Cody Kessler, just because that seems like a John Gruden type of quarterback, weirdly, mm. and the services. They don't get to keep him employed, but the services for at least one year analytically of Tony Khan, the son of Sean <laughs> So there, <laughs> he's like going to try to come in and, and at least just update and modernize the analytical thinking for Oakland. He on was a, on our podcast. So I on a like loan. Doesn't alone. Tony have to sign on for this? No, Shad, Shad owns the team. Yes, listen, so. you're part of the. T- <laughs> Shad will yeah. tell him. Yeah. So yeah, a first a first rounder this year, third next Kessler in one year, just one year of Tony Khan. He doesn't want to sell off his first and a third, and Tony and Cody. Cody's thrown in. Oh, okay. he, he actually seems, Cody Kessler honestly seems like a, a John okay. Gruden type of quarterback. He he loves this. Greg, Derek I love Carr. this. I had the almost exact same situation. With the picks minus t- uh, Tony Khan That's to the Giants. <laughs> okay. I thought that maybe that would be a thing with the Giants, but I love it to the Jaguars. And I think that if there's a player in the league right now that needs a fresh start more than Derek Carr, I can't find one other than Blake Bortles. Is uh, that a lot of value for Derek? I feel like Carr? that's too much to give up for Derek Carr. Is it the Tony Khan part of it? I, if I'm giving <laughs> up that much, I want to make sure he's a franchise a quarterback. And I'm not sure Derek Carr is a franchise quarterback. All right. One first round pick, and they're, they're a good enough team and if they get Derek Carr they, I think they're hoping that they're in the in the 20s which means you're in the playoffs right so that's a, a pick around 20 and a ne- and a third round pick in two years I mean Kessler and Khan are nice but those are just kind of sprinkle you know little I feel like GMs have them. a weird love affair with third round picks though they treat them <laughs> like like they're even better than first round picks I know that doesn't make sense check the sub <laughs> love them I'm just saying yeah. if Amari Cooper gets a first round pick uh, Derek Carr can get a first-round pick, especially a late one. Same thing on the subreddit. Hey, everybody. Uh, John Gruden here. I got somebody offering a first and third for Derek Carr. Can you beat that, or do you want to beat it's, that? He's a quarterback. Think of what Sam Bradford got. Think of what Zero quarterbacks comments got. underneath. I, mean, I do, I, Dan, I do think that the way that GMs work is that there is active communication <laughs> when, they're, when you're trying to move a quarterback. Yes. I like this putting all in one no, place. To, to Dan's point, I don't know. I think the subreddit – Reddit would have helped out the Patriots with the Jimmy G trade. It's also here. a relationship yeah. business. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I'm going to undercut yeah. you and yeah. develop an app. <laughs> you son of a <laughs> No, it's a relationship business. Some GMs are better at communicating than others. Um, it, but if you just put it in black and white terms on this place that everyone knows. It, it feels organized. I'll give you that. And maybe if you want to get There could together, be some awkwardness like when they posted. The get like a notification. Reddit yeah. is, Reddit is on an app, yeah, by the way. Alert. Reddit, push you, alert. You I'm, I'm offering app, this. So. You know, for, for Derek Carr, can you top it? Do you want to collaborate on something? Or yeah, let's do it. Okay, okay. There, there could be some awkward. I mean, Belichick posts that about Jimmy G last year, and the <laughs> Jets are, are like, please, us, the Dolphins, yeah. please, us. And Belichick has to just pretend, oh, I didn't read the page. I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't right. see well, that. You could put, like, don't at me, Jets. <laughs> well, the app has Browns. a decline button. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's compute uh, Greg's offer, which seems fair. <laughs> 
Greg is back on the acid. It's <laughs> <laughs> weird. I don't know. It seemed like a relatively fair swap to me. Did, you, did she say he's back on the acid? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll throw it I mean, once there. you're on it, it kind of never leaves. So. Do you, Wes, do you have a Colts one? Because I know you love the Colts. I don't have a Colts Okay, so good. I, I have a Colts one. All right. Um, Colts could use a little help in their backfield. This is why it's going to be vexing to you, Wes. You're not going to like this. Okay. Uh, but I do have a borderline Hall of Fame running back that desperately needs a change of scenery and is entering. Uh, he has one year left on his contract. Oh, no. And maybe Don't send one or Sean two McCoy years to the left of uh, um, real pr- productivity. He is a, a guy that has character issues, of course. Uh, but And I know you wouldn't want him anywhere near. Your well, I don't think team. the women of Indianapolis want him anywhere near there. But I think he could provide another layer uh, to the Colts offense, and I trust in Frank Wright to find the best way to use him. Get LaShawn McCoy to the Indianapolis Colts for a fifth-round pick, hmm. maybe a fourth, a conditional fourth. Send it to I subreddit. How do you know how – how to know how Bridget deals with maybe a fourth? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me say fourth round pick, and uh, the Bills get an, uh, uh, a a piece for their huge rebuild. The Colts get a potential impact player down the stretch and an o- a wide open AFC. Your thoughts, gentlemen? I mean, McCoy's been a total mystery this year. He's done nothing. But He's looked really good the last two games he played before right. the concussion. I thought he looked great. I thought he was running really well. And I'm the well. concussion is not a, a, a lingering issue. But uh, if he is um, available, why wouldn't he be available? He should be moved. It just feels to me like the Bills are basically just shoving him out of the building because they're not getting much in return. They, a rebuild makes sense in Buffalo, but if a conditional I mean, fourth-round pick. I mean, Damon ha- Snacks Harrison is a good player. He didn't get much more. It would be a, more of a salary dump. But if I'm the Colts, I'm not that interested because I think they're building something. They've got a pretty good running back in Marlon Mack, and yes, LaShawn McCoy would improve them. But I just I don't want to I don't want to add that to that mix. They're they're not trying to get over the top to win a Super Bowl right now. And what do you mean? That, Everybody they they think they are. I don't think they do. I think they in a I in a perfect world bullish, they right? would love to get to nine wins and make the playoffs. I don't think they consider themselves championship contenders. I don't right think now. Chris Ballard and Lashawn McCoy are a fit. Yeah, the McCoy. Yeah, McCoy. What's your favorite type of frog? I don't know how he's going to fit in there. The young team, impressionable. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised to see Lashawn McCoy moved, though, if if that would. I just think the Colts are an interesting. Like you said, his signing bonus already paid out. He's got one more year after this at just six million bucks. Not not prohibitive. With a salary cap keep. Oh, we'll see what Bridget has to say. Dan is hot and masculine. Good trade, old no, sister. This entire this is just another Dan run, a Dan run segment. We're just going through the motions. Look how mad Mark. No, it's it's because because the minute the minute I saw this on the rundown, I knew where this was going. Right. So it's so, so obvious because it's was, so obvious. That was the setup. It's, that was it's the so setup. obvious. We were all waiting for it. I, Just let's go through another round. And you know, I, it was a hundred. Dan is sexy. He's a great GM. I was. Uh, oh, I love that Mark that is, I could not have asked for a better. What reaction. a joke! Yes. What it's a manufactured pleasure. joke. <laughs> I Mark, do you see how mad? I wasn't it's 100%. just so obvious. I thought it was heading in that direction, and then when Dan said, I'm not worried about it, I was like, oh, okay. okay. Good. 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 Good setup. Please. It's just a bit, Mark. Oh, it is. One of endless bits that Dan controls. <laughs> oh, the great and powerful Oz. <laughs> pulling, the le- pulling the levers. I, I'm afraid to even go on at this point. Well, why not? Let's just let the charade roll on. <laughs> All right, Mark. Go ahead. All right, how about this? Devontae Parker to the Browns for a six-round pick and embattled Browns administrative assistant, Tina Hammers. Hang with me here. Remember when Devontae Parker's mom said after the draft, This is rich. We didn't want him. (laughs) We did not want Devontae going to Cleveland. They don't have a team. We were happy with the Miami Dolphins. We love the weather. So cut to Adam Gase shipping Parker to Chili Cleveland for a six-round pick and hammers the wayward admin. We love this for the Browns, general manager John Dorsey tells Mary Kay Cabot, and we unloaded Tina Hammers, a malcontent with a wine problem who spreads office gossip like wildfire. We won this deal. Now cue up Bridget to say, no. 
I don't, I don't understand why you're so mad right now. I'm not that mad. What did Bridget say? She's struggling. Negative. Yawn. Abort. Self-destruct. Yawn. <laughs> that was Erica's decision, by the way. I didn't tell her what to do there. For John. What was the trade, Devontae Parker to the Browns for what? Uh, Six-round pick and a malcontent admin. <laughs> hey, weren't you just getting mad at Dan for, like, using bits over and over as part of this thing before Tina Hammers was traded? <laughs> I don't think that's a bit. You're unloading a, a poor employee, and you're you're basically taking the Dolphins to the back to the outside the woodshed. Tina's been a problem. Um, what is Six-round pick for Devontae Parker. What else, what else is going back besides the worker? Well, haven't, hasn't this already been decided? No, well, you threw it to it before we talked. It about was it. a six-round pick and a, an admin who has a wine problem. A six-round pick for Devontae Parker? Yep. I would do that in a second if I were the Browns. I would, too. That feels like um, they could get more of the Dolphins, right? Get on the subreddit. Yeah, uh, I think they're going to need our app for that. I don't know if they could. I think some – I don't know. I can't, I can't figure out the terms of half these things because sometimes who someone's knows? going for fifth or sixth or some bizarre conditional, then someone else getting a first-rounder. Well, I think he's a, more had, than a six-round talent, but... I guess, but he hasn't been good enough to be on their active roster. Right, what do you tell What do you tell the Browns when you're not even putting them on the field on Sundays? And he, yeah, he, he will be playing a lot on Thursday and probably for the rest of the season just because of the injuries at the position. Uh, give us another one, Wes. Well, the Bills aren't done trading. Well, they got a lot of work to do. They got a lot of work to do. They've got a wide receiver in a contract year, Kelvin, Kelvin Benjamin, and the Titans have lost two games because of wide receiver drops. They lost the Buffalo game and the Chargers game because the receivers cannot move the chains, cannot stop dropping the ball, and keep letting Mar Marcus Mariota down. Kelvin Benjamin's to the Titans for a fourth-round pick. Mm. Oof. What is up with Kelvin Benjamin, though? Where, where are we in the Kelvin Benjamin experience? Is he still a guy you want? I feel like his value has dropped a lot more than just to a fourth-round pick over the last year, especially at the end of what's his rookie contract. They need a large body who can be a possession. Oh, he's a rookie. large body. They need that. That's exact. They missed Delaney Walker terribly right now. I find it like he came out of Carolina with How issues you, with his uh, team, and there was the thing a couple weeks ago where, and I don't want to make too much of it because I guess Kelvin Benjamin said it wasn't a story. We'll see. But, like, Josh Allen asked him to warm up with him, and he just said no. <laughs> It was just like, who is – I worry about – That was – I don't think that was reported correctly. And No, and maybe it wasn't, but it, but it was out there. It's just like the, the thing with Carolina wasn't fake. I mean, oh, he no, did no. not – it's just like who, this guy does not seem like a, more than a one-year rental, and he keeps going to new teams over and over. Has he been the same guy since he tore his ACL? He had a great rookie year under with Cam, and I don't know, has he ever approached that again? And that was about four or five years. No, that's why he's one of those first round pick. That's why maybe the Amari Cooper thing isn't too crazy. I went and looked back at the first round picks from the last four years. I mean, probably the best two out of fifteen choices are Calvin Ridley, Cooper, and Algalar. And that's out of fifteen receivers, mm. I would say are the top three. Mm. Hmm. Not pretty. Really looks good. I'm not I'm not really saying Calvin great. Benjamin is what he was his rookie year. That's why it's only a fourth round pick. Still just 20 But they're in the mix, old. and they would need help. So I they think do from that angle. Help. And he could, like, if you need offensive line help, you could also put him at guard. It seems, yeah, it seems like something Bridget <laughs> would not, you know, be a huge fan of, but maybe Bridget's worried that it's getting too predictable. Well, it, it, isn't, it, it isn't Dan proposing the trade, so Bridget's not going to be a fan of it. Let's see what Bridget has to say. That trade is plausible. Success. Wow. <laughs> I already know I already know what's going to happen. Greg could About Greg time. could orchestrate a trade, one of the worst trades ever and she will <laughs> like that cuz this is already what Dan's typing <laughs> I, to Erica. I mean it's so it's re, it's reached peak, yes. peak predictability. We get it. We all get it. <laughs> That's peak predictability. <laughs> all right, I got one. Yeah. Got one. Wrap us up. I know we're uh Okay. We're we're up against we can it skip by a second here. one. It's fine. Uh here we go. Last one. <clears throat> Uh, Patrick Peterson, that statement that he made, that's cool. Um, and I'm sure that's what he was asked to do when he did it. Uh, but you know what? The Kansas City Chiefs are so close. They're so close. They're right there. Um, and what if you, you sent P-Pat, Pat Pete? Pat Pete. Pat Pete. P-squared. <laughs> P-squared to the Chiefs for a first-round pick. 
Uh, the Chiefs are in that hyper-valuable competitive advantage window right now. Patrick Mahomes, he might be the best quarterback in football. He's just in the second year of his rookie deal, and that gives the Chiefs a huge competitive advantage for the next two to three years. Peterson addresses a huge need, shoring up that secondary. 20 year, 28 years old, perfectly fits inside this window for KZ. They have two to three years before they have to pay an ass ton of money to Mahomes. Uh, Peterson can get quarterback-like money with that team until then, and then they get an elite defender and the final piece of the puzzle in KC. I like it. And everyone wins. I don't know why Patrick Peterson wouldn't like it, too. How much are they paying? Oh, he would, but he's not. Million. I think he would love it. No, I mean in draft picks. Oh, first-round pick. Just one? Yeah, first-round pick. That's not going to cut it. You don't think so? It's going to take a lot more than that. First and a third. I, I'd be less worried about Bridget and more worried about the Bidwell family who had a meeting right. with Patrick Peterson on – uh, what is today? Wednesday. And basically, I think sat him down and said, you're our guy. We love you. You know, we're, we, we're going to become winners. We're not trading one of the best players in our franchise history. <laughs> we're going to become winners. It's that easy. Well, that's what I think that's the that's the sell job that they're doing to, for right. Peterson. They're the ones, I think, that are getting in the way here. And uh, kudos to them. I think that's I think that's smart. The kind bomb's about to go off. Right. I don't think he survives this. So you're going to have. A hmm. entire new just signed a long term. I don't think Kinebaum is making the decision here. I think it's the owners. But if Kine, all right, I'm just saying though, if the GM coming off what he came off in his personal life, and if they drop a two and fourteen, maybe they decide it's time for a true fresh start, and then you lose that connection to the guy that drafted him. That's all kind of domino pieces. But um, okay, we'll see what Bridget yeah. has to say. Bridget's everything we've heard she's gonna turn this one down yeah right especially with the statement well not really dan is hot and masculine good trade old zuser wow good trade what old zeus nice old work <laughs> well we better end this segment before mark kills me <laughs> i i'm fine with it it's just it is about as mo as predictable as anything you'll find anywhere <laughs> on the planet um hey john price listen up if you bet on sports, then you need to check out sportsinformationtraders.com. John Price at sportsinformationtraders.com is the man that can help you make money this football season. Pay attention, Greg. John Price knows the lines better than anyone else in the country, and he specializes in line movement and value. So when you sign up with sportsinformationtraders.com, you get the best lines and premium info before the public does. He can help make you up to five times your investment in just 90 days. That's outrageous, Wes. That is crazy. That, that'll put you in the black. Johnny P. Go to sportsinformationtraders.com right now. Stop throwing money down the toilet with the lottery. Hook it up with Oof. Johnny Price. <laughs> I, took, I, took a, I took some heat on that. Took the L in the lottery. Well, you bought three tickets. You had a roughly 0. <laughs> 0.00001 chance to win. I. It's an upset that you did not. Yeah, it, shocking turn of events. I was actually mad when I lost, though. <laughs> that is how it works, though, with the lottery. Um, and learn why John Price is the only sports wagering analyst with a weekly feature in Forbes magazine. Not on. If you want to win, give Sports Info Traders a call at 866-441-2711. That's 866-441-2711. Or go to sportsinformationtraders.com. Watch football. Make money. It's that simple. All right. We will be back tomorrow with our uh, week eight. Week eight. It's happening. Week 8 preview show and a recap of the Thursday night football match between. Come on. We just talked about it. I don't remember. Dolphins and Texans. Dan will be covering that. So. Oh, yeah. Plug in. I'm excited. I'll be we here. Did, we, we got two sexy games Ooh, back to back. Last week's Thursday night affair and this one. So make sure you check that. We'll recap that and then preview all of the week 8 games. Uh, and that's it. Thank you to everyone. Thank you to Bridget. Thank you to Eric. Stan hands a sign up. Sorry, Mark. For the quiet storm. The mailman. The old boss. The loose cannon. Behind the glass. Till Thursday night. Famous. I feel like the most famous... Um, Maroon 5 song is You got the mood Like Jagger She will no. be loved She will be loved Yeah that that's song so sucks good. I don't it's a bad mind pick. Spending every day Out on the corner In the pouring rain
you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.